Well, thank you so much to all of those who were a part of our worship service today for Brandon Bull, who offered um, our liturgist as our liturgist this morning <clears throat> for um, for the reflection that was sent in uh, from someone who participates in our online service about who Jesus is to them as Jesus is found in nature and through scripture. Um, thank you to our praise team and Wesley Choir uh, and Gary Brubaker, who takes care of our music so beautifully. Thank you. We are um, in the fourth week of this series and in the fourth week of the season of Lent, talking about who Jesus is. And we all have just a slightly different answer to that question. <clears throat> who is Jesus to you? I mean, Jesus is the reason that we worship together. Jesus is the reason that we're here. And there's sometimes baggage with who Jesus is. So we're talking about who is Jesus using the book Freeing Jesus by Diana Butler Bass. We're talking about Jesus as friend, teacher, savior, Lord, way, and presence. This morning, Jesus as way. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> well, I'm going to make a confession. I am someone who is directionally challenged. It means I get lost quite frequently, quite easily. Um, when I was in high school, um, I was supposed to meet my mom at the old uh, Colonial Village Mall. I don't know if y'all remember where that was. Um, and I was going there from Belvedere. So I was just going to take Newburgh all the way. And they told me it's a straight shot. You can't miss it. Turns out that's like my kryptonite. If you tell me it's a straight shot, I'm going to take like four turns that maybe I shouldn't take. Um, <clears throat> I don't know where I ended up, but it was not a straight shot. Um, <clears throat> one of my trips home from college, I went to college at the University of Dubuque, and so I drove 20 um, all the time. Um, but one of my first trips home from Dubuque to Belvedere, um, I was driving on 20, and I came to the, you know, the fork um, between Business 20 and 20 East, and I looked at those signs, and it said, 20 to Chicago, 20 to Rockford. And I was like, I don't want to go to Chicago. I should go to Rockford. And so I took <clears throat> business 20 um, to Rockford. Now, I don't know where I ended up, but at the time, my dad said, don't get out of your car. Um, when my dad would give me directions on, on taking 20, um, coming from Belvedere, um, I would always have to ask, I couldn't ask like 20 East, 20 West, or where, which part of 20. Um, it was the Kmart 20 or the Shopco 20 because there was a different directionally challenged. <clears throat> when I was driving home um, from seminary, um, I went to seminary in Dayton, Ohio. And so I was driving home from seminary, from Dayton back to Belvedere, um, and I came to Indianapolis. And in Indianapolis, there um, is a loop that goes around the city. And, you know, um, I looked at that and <coughs> I couldn't remember. Am I supposed to take 465 East or 465 West? 
And it was a split second decision where I was like, I don't know what to do, uh, but I have to make a decision like now. Um, and so I think I took, um, I think I said, I'm going east, so I should take 465 east. Makes sense to me, took it, and I found nothing I recognized. So I called a friend um, and I, who lived in the area, and I was like, what am I supposed to take, 465 east or west? And they said, uh, west. And they said, but don't worry. It just goes all the way around the city, so you're just going to take a long detour. So I saw a lot of Indianapolis, or at least the, you know, the outside of it. <clears throat> when I was in seminary in Dayton, um, I decided I know my way home. I know where I'm going. Spoiler alert, I didn't. Um, and so I don't know where I ended up. But when I described it to a friend of mine who lived in the area, she said, don't ever do that again. <clears throat> I use Google Maps right now for everything. Um, sometimes I'm directionally challenged. Now, sometimes I get a little sure of myself <clears throat> and I think, I know better than Google Maps, and I can take a different route and still get where I'm going. And sometimes those routes are a little more scenic, a little bit more than I bargained for. Um, <clears throat> and although it doesn't say it as loud as some of my other like technology used to, um, it doesn't say that rerouting quite as loud, um, but seeing that on the screen, rerouting or recalculating or make a U-turn, and then, you know, that calm, robotic voice when I'm anything but calm and robotic. Um, <clears throat> but hearing those things is always a bummer. A reminder that I probably don't know what I think I know. And maps can be really helpful. I mean, they tell us how to get somewhere. They show us what might be there. Someone has been there to show us the way. Sometimes, though, maps are outdated. Maybe there's been new construction, or maybe there's been natural disasters. Maybe there's a road closure due to an accident, or maybe there's traffic or construction. I mean, any number of our things can render our maps useless. So how do we know the way? Lord, how do we know the way that you are going? How can we know the way? What does our spiritual journey look like? If you think about the ways that you have been spiritually formed or the way that <clears throat> you came to Jesus or you came to church or you came to faith, <clears throat> maybe for some of you, um, for usually very few, it's a straight line. Like born and raised, always believed. And maybe that's you. But I think for most of us, it's usually a lot more twisty turny than that. It's like, yeah, I was born and raised. Oh, then I kind of went like this all over the place. <clears throat> usually that's how our journey goes. Most of us, it's a lot of twists and turns, ups and downs, backs and forth. There's times when we feel like maybe we're moving forward and sometimes when it feels like we're moving backwards, sometimes up or down, sometimes stuck. And sometimes we just feel all over. How do we know the way to where we're going? 
Jesus is the way. And sometimes this phrase is used to mean to say that Jesus is right and that there's only one right way and it's Jesus. The way is certain. And this understanding of the way is, is pretty rigid. There's no room for mistakes or reroutes. Follow this way or else. And that doesn't seem to be what Jesus does throughout his life. A lot of times this is called orthodox theology or orthodoxy. And orthodoxy is right theology. It's what you believe is right. And orthodoxy was used as early as the fourth century and often referred to around creeds and doctrine. And for some, any belief outside of this orthodoxy is considered heresy or um, opposite, or doesn't conform or fit within that orthodoxy. And so it's labeled heresy, or the person is labeled a heretic. And there have been, and uh, there have been in the past, and continue to still be, uh, quite vicious arguments and debates about who may be orthodox and who might be heretical. I think often, at least in modern times, I think heresy or heretic is used to describe someone whom we might be in disagreement with, that they may not actually stand outside of orthodoxy, but we just don't like what they have to say. What does it mean that Jesus is the way? I think it means that Jesus shows us how to live that Jesus shows us how to love. Through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we are given the way to live. Jesus said, I come to bring you life and to life abundant. I mean, it's as obvious as that, right? But what does it mean? God put on flesh to live among us. Jesus is God in flesh. It's called the incarnation. And throughout, throughout our human story, we are met where we are. Jesus constantly met people where they were, both physically and spiritually. In just a few of the stories of who Jesus encounters, Jesus encountered Zacchaeus. He met him in a tree, and they went to his house where he repented and believed. The woman at the well in Samaria Jesus met her at the well where she was, listened to her story, and offered her living water. And then she told everyone who she had met. There is a couple caught in adultery. And Jesus said, let those of you who are without sin cast the first stone. When Jesus wanted to wash Peter's feet, his disciple Peter, Peter wanted Jesus to wash all of him. And Jesus also knew that Peter would betray him, and he still washed his feet. Judas, who would betray Jesus in the garden to be arrested, Judas was at the Last Supper. He took the body and the blood of Jesus. He received those gifts that Jesus offered, and Jesus offered them still knowing what was to come. Jesus meets us where we are and offers us love. 
<clears throat> Jesus taught love. Love God with your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Even what we consider to be the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. They will know you are my disciples by my love, by your love. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. <clears throat> Not only did Jesus say all of these things, teach them. Jesus modeled these things. Jesus showed us how to love and how to be loved. Jesus showed us how to love ourselves, how to love God, how to love others. This is the way. The way is love. Because you can believe all the right things. But if you don't have love, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak in the tongue of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. <clears throat> what is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Paul describes that in the letter to Corinthians. What is love? Love doesn't force anything. Love invites. Henry Nouwen, who is a theologian, says, following Jesus is moving away from fear and towards love. Diana Butler Bass says that love is the evidence and the location finder of the way. What do you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I believe those creeds. I believe those things I just said. <clears throat> I have orthodox theology. I also believe that Jesus is the way, and the way is a way of love. And sometimes love leads us in places that we never thought possible. Diana Butler Bass in her book, Freeing Jesus, she says, the Jesus way is full of switchbacks, spirals, and unexpected turns. 
mystery, paradox, unknowing, unsaying. Whenever think you think you are near the center, the path suddenly veers in a different direction and you find yourself at the edge of the way. No wonder, Jesus says, follow me and I am the way. Even if you're directionally challenged, even if you think, I don't know how to follow the way, <clears throat> I'm not sure I know how to follow Jesus. Well, worship is one of those ways that we follow Jesus. Discipleship, learning, growing, serving. But even if you think, I don't know how to know what the way is, what is the way of love? You know what it feels like to have intentionally hurt someone. You also know what it feels like to have been hurt you know what it feels like to ignore the humanity of another person. You also know what it feels like to have been ignored, for your humanity to have been ignored. I think we know what it feels like when we're not following the way of Jesus. Deep within our bones, deep within our soul. And I think we also know the way deep within our bones, deep within our soul. The way of the love that first loved us. The love that welcomed us just as we are. The love that invites us to continue to follow. The love that changed and changes us. The way is love. Jesus is the way. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Amen.